What is up, guys? We have uh, another episode of Footy with the Boys here. I got uh, Nick over here in the Columbia kit. How are we doing, Nick? Doing good, dude. Chilling. Columbia, uh, four out of six points. Fun and bowl. We won't talk about it, but pretty good. <laughs> Mike, I see you're in the the OG Costa Rica kit. How do they do this baby. window? Do you, do you perhaps know? I know they got blasted 4-1, one of their games. Uh, poor <laughs> Kaler, you know, doing his best. Doing his best out there. It's a new generation, so we'll give him a break. Today we have the uh, the international roundup, so we'll go over some international games, thus the uh, international kits here. Then we'll run through the, the games coming up in the Prem, uh, along with a heated debate about world-class players and finding our World Eleven. And then we'll close out with uh, Producer P letting us know something that's just been burning on his mind to know about uh, the soccer world. But we'll get started here with uh, Germany. They... Been on a bit of a roller coaster here, boys. Uh, pretty, pretty shit game against Japan, and then they come back and beat France. Boys, what are we making of this? Michael, I'll start with you. What are we thinking? They get a pretty awful result. People are making fun of them, and all of a sudden they come back and beat France. And it wasn't necessarily uh, close. It was just a late goal by Griezmann that made it a a one goal game at the end. Yeah. That's Vita saying Hansi Flick. I mean, his time's up. I, I thought it was kind of crazy. I mean, 4-1 defeat. Not the World Cup they had hoped for. Um, I think Japan, credit to them. They're kind of a good team right now. They have some weapons, and they play quick on that counter. Uh, but, yeah, way to bounce back against France. The You know, one of the best in the world right now. Good win. Didn't watch the game. Saw the highlights. Yeah, Germany seemed to kind of own them that game. Nick, is it more Japan giving credit to them, or is it more of Germany being a bit on the downfall as it's kind of been for the past few years here? I mean, they've been down for a minute, right? Like, that's not the Japan, or sorry, the Germany that we're used to watching. Um, but also, Japan's been kind of nice, I feel like. Like, the Kubo kid's sick. Obviously, we know about Mitomo watching him week in, week out. He's a little baller. Um, I, I still don't know if Endo's good or not, but he does play for Liverpool, so <laughs> who fucking knows. Um, and shout out the boy Takahiro Tomiyasu, just pocketing Leroy Sane. That's called pace, ladies and gents. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna pin it four-one. I mean, Japan isn't good enough to be four-one against any team <laughs> that's competent. So I'll pin it mostly on Germany. Um, but interesting to see them play well after against France, even though, I mean, France didn't play incredible, but they had a good lineup out there. I think, like, Kemavinga and uh, Griezmann played, I think. Saliba was out there with Hero Hernandez. So, it wasn't a bad lineup by uh, by France. I think I think it's interesting that uh, maybe a little, they seemed a little fresh blood at that manager spot. And honestly, maybe they just need to drop Havertz, because uh, Mueller started in. Hey, listen, Havertz is just low on confidence. He's still my boy. Um, I I do think he's going to end up doing well. But there's no denying that the dude does not. <laughs> does not have it at he's, the moment. He's not in form, you could say, in, in the kindest I way I will possible. say, though, I watched, like, because I, I did not watch Germany-France, but uh, at least not live, but I watched when he came on, like, a 10-minute cut-up, and he was kind of 10 to 9. He kind of, he's big boy he bullied uh bullied Saliba around a little bit so um but yeah no I mean 
realist class. So good for Germany to bounce back, but that that four one was fucking embarrassing. Mike, what do you think Germany's issue is? They have on paper insane players like Mueller, Sane, Musiala in the center, Kimmich, Goretzka. Like, look at this this lineup. Maybe on the outside backs you can find some type of weaknesses, but the rest of the team is is class. Why are they bombing out of World Cups, getting beat by by Japan four one when Japan has those those good players, but you wouldn't say nearly close to this. Yeah, uh, I think their attack is kind of not great at the moment. Not a dependable striker. Um, their outbacks or outside backs are not great. Um, blanking on the guy's name, Dan something. He plays for Leipzig out at left back. He actually had a great World Cup. Uh, I think he was one of their standouts. Um, not a great performance overall, but from the players who did play well. Um, just kind of a lack of cohesion. They don't look threatening going forward. Uh, Timo doesn't seem to be the guy. Kai Havertz does not seem to be the guy right now. And Thomas Mueller gets you goals, but he's not your prototypical striker. He's more of a second guy or a false nine or a space finder. So this is a good transition period for them. I'm not sure who they're going to lock down as their permanent head coach. But uh, as you said, with the quality of players they have, I think they'll figure something out to be you know, sort of successful. I don't see them winning anything anytime soon, though. Was Musiala injured? Did he not make the lineup? I don't see him anywhere on the bench or anything. Producer P, could you uh, maybe scroll down to the, the bench here? See if we have... Uh... on there. I do like, uh, like I said, yeah, I think it's a couple... Yeah, I said it a, a couple ups back, but Florian Wirtz, in my opinion, I think he's going to be the De Bruyne replacement eventually. He's fucking class. So a little surprising. Um, to be fair, looking yeah, at this know. bench, it is as as class as that first eleven is, and a few others. I wouldn't say the rest is necessarily expected to be Germany, Germany type results. Shout out Kevin Shade, who a uh, player I like from Brentford. Uh, glad to see him get a call up. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're a little bit right. I mean, Pascal Gross. I get he's playing. Yeah. Brentford, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> is he like 36? <laughs> like, I think that might just be the state where Germany is right now. Loki, that place. Japan bench looks a little. <laughs> we will go back. The uh, they have Kubo on the bench, Doe, Asano. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Germany. Obviously, they've been transitioning. Um, I think they're gonna build around. Verts and uh, and Musiala in the future. So, if they keep doing that and they try to get some young talent, I'm trying to think though, what like young Germans are really out there? It's really Wurz, Musiala, and like Havertz, kind of. But well, you have Tiao, you have Tiao from guys Milan at center back, who's been good. Dude, Tiao's so overrated. Adi Yemi, this is first year playing for money. He's looked good though. Dortmund, Adeyemi's um, been good on Schalke and I hated him. Oh, Adeyemi, but I wouldn't say and he's necessarily like a Adeyemi. Adeyemi's such a comp. He's like a complimentary player, dude. He's not. Yusa Makoko could be pretty good. Right. Is he German? I believe he is. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's necessarily. I mean, he's been well, he's supposed like to break out for a while and just has never broken out. I know he's still really young. But... And also, 18. yeah. 
Yeah, they said that about Odegaard. Now look at him. So, 18 is so, a little, a little early to be writing a script, eh? Yeah, I think it's just because he started at like 16 that. Yeah, it seems like he's waiting for a little bit more, but yeah, I think Germany's just they need. I think they just need a manager that can change the culture around and and get them playing the right way because they obviously have the class. Speaking of some class and some uh, wonderful managers, how we go over to Gareth Southgate's Three Lions with England over there. Nick, the question for you here is, is this a golden generation for England? And will they finally be able to bring really anything home, Euros or World Cup? Yeah, I think, I don't know who the fuck dropped it. Palmer, you can pull up that tweet, but... uh. I think it's like ESPN UK or, or no, no. Graham Sunes, I think was like, uh, this is England's golden generation. Shit. I kind of agree. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know, fellas. I know, I know there's some legends back in the day, but, uh, this team feels really, really well-rounded. Like, I think they have a little bit of everything, including the world-class nine, which I think any elite team needs, uh, in, in Harry Kane, you know, not at Spurs anymore, so I can give him a little bit more of his flowers. I think their spine is, like, looking really good. Like, they have that midfield, like, solid with Bellingham and Rice in it. You can insert Alexander-Arnold or, you know, whoever else really you want in that midfield, and as long as it's not fucking Jordan Henderson, and still be uh, really solid. Um, I think the front three of Rashford, Saka, and Kane, like, complement each other really well. Kane's an elite finisher, but he's a good playmaker as well. Saka a little more like dribbling Conternia and the pace. Rashford just fucking pace and power and finishing. They play off each other really well. And then, I mean, they have leadership at the back. Kyle Walker's a veteran. There's a little battle between Pickford and Ramsdale. I think, you know, either of them are like elite keepers, I'd say, but they're definitely both good enough to be part of an elite squad. So I don't know. I mean, I as long as they're not fucking starting Harry Maguire, I feel pretty decent that uh, that they're gonna be able to get jobs done. I like Levi Colwell, the other center back position. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a hole there. Like Mark Guayhi, I guess is good, but um, I guess that could be their area of concern. And they do used to have some fucking bosses in the middle of the pitch back in the day. Um, but me personally, I think I think this England team should be i don't know top two favorite top three favorite for the euros and Do maybe top... does gareth southgate finally get the job done see that's what's holding them back because i think it, i i feel pretty good that it's the golden generation and then this fucking clown who keeps making decisions based off loyalties off a tournament like four years ago and like the You're most mcguire the... does not deserve to be playing Dude, McGuire doesn't deserve to be playing football anymore. Like, what are we doing? Like, this dude has a bit hard. Dude, a little hard. He, he should be. He should be like storing my beer because he's a fucking fridge, dude. <laughs> like that guy sucks dick. Um, he should be nowhere near the selection. I get the center backs aren't incredible, but shit, Ben White can play center back, and I think he'd be immediately the best center back for England. So, um. But again, Southgate has some fucking weird feud with him there. Sent him home from the last tourney, and ah, I don't know. I think he's the one who's holding them back, and I also don't think that he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think I saw something like, Pep should take the job. That's just fucking English that's fans dreaming. That is yeah, that's 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 nothing. That's 
I mean, if he does, I'd be ecstatic. But um, I, I think the players, I think it could be a golden generation. I, I like them to win the Euros. How about that? I'll say they win the Euros. Oh I, my I God! It's they... coming home. That's a thing people say, right? That's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing people with say. Some, some wonderful knowledge there. Yeah, inserting expert opinions. That was my fucking voice reveal, by the way. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's like dream. So I'll take it for Euros. What do you think about World Cup, Trace? Mike, I want to say no here. What are you you thinking? I mean, on paper, I like them to win everything for the next 10 years. Um, They're the best, on paper, the best squad in the world. They're the deepest. They have the most options uh, up top in the midfield. On the outside backs, particular goalkeepers strong. Center backs are weak. Um, that is a weak spot, but I don't think it's a weak spot because of lack of players. I think it goes down to Gareth Southgate having loyalties and not picking the best options available. He's got dudes like Fakayo Tomori, who's been balling for AC Milan for years, and he doesn't get a sniff because he's not playing in England. Southgate, I assume, does some scouting, right, to see who's in form. To make yeah. some selections. That's what a coach is supposed Strong to do. Strong assumption, dude. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> you know but what they say about got, assuming. He's got some favorites. <laughs> Dudes like Calvin Phillips and Harry Maguire stay in the squad. When when they're playing for their clubs, they're either not playing or they're not performing. Calvin Phillips doesn't sniff the pitch in two years. Harry Maguire has, you know, had a... Shouldn't go, have sniffed the field in two it. years. Right. So, I think... Uh, Gareth Southgate definitely can hold these guys back, um, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, they've had some success in these tournaments. They've made deep runs, and they just can't get it done on the final stage. They should have beat Italy. They're a much stronger squad than Italy was in that Euro final, um, and they could have contended to win the World Cup. I mean, when I you mean, look they did, at it, I think contend to win the World Cup. So, right, the talent they have is unmatched, and. It is a golden generation, but it's not the only golden generation they've had. I mean, they had Lampard and Gerrard and Rooney. But does that make it a golden generation? That okay, would be yeah, my yeah. argument. We gotta... is, is if they're just continually creating legends like this throughout, if these are generation after generation, is it really golden or is it just the next generation of English stars? Because there's been generations and more generations and more generations you can't call each of them a golden generation, each generation that comes up. Something in the water. Point, I think the gold is just England. The gold comes with the gold, right? You need to win something. I mean, we've heard it with Belgium. Belgium's had a golden generation the last okay, decade. Yeah, that a generation. Yeah, so maybe England's last golden generation was in the 50s, 60s when they won their one World Cup. George Best. But <laughs> this being said, we didn't touch on him yet. Uh, Bellingham looked like, I mean, an absolute world beater against Scotland. He wasn't touched. He just kept going through the field. He dribbled five, six guys. He could find a shot. He could find a pass anytime he wanted. That goal he set up to Harry Kane was, I just kept watching in a repeat. He does three guys, and then he has this deft little touch when he fakes a shot, puts it right on Kane's foot, and Kane is as good as he is. He's going to finish that every single time. So you have a guy like Bellingham running the creative part of the the field. And then you have other guys who can do it too. Rashford and Saka and Foden, whoever's out there. But Bellingham is... Is he the missing piece for a trophy? Seems like every team, you have a Mbappe, a Messi, a player that can kind of stand away. Anytime you watch Jude, 
Stanzo, even at Dortmund, is he the one that can be He's that levels. dynamo? Levels. levels above everyone on the pitch every time he plays. Also, you know who I fucking forgot? John Stones, dude. You're telling me a John Stones Ben White center back pairing wouldn't yeah, where the hell is like John Stones good enough? He's, he's I think I think he's he was a little injured. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but I'm John saying Stones like we're talking about good. Euros. Right, he's the first guy on the sheet when you go to a, the back line in the center back specifically. Okay, but Kyle Walker at center back as well, and put Trent out to the right back. No, no, no. Yeah, they look put good Trent at the right back. back. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> or put yeah. He's, he's not going to be playing defense anyways. It's going to be all inverted. You're in Trippier. They have unlimited options at right back. It does not Mr. matter. Mr. Unlimited. When we get into the world, list, we got four or five guys from England. Flags, you said no. Life. What the fuck? You don't think so? I, I, I think, yes, it is an insanely good and insanely good generation. Like, if it were a different nation, yeah, it'd be a golden generation. But I don't think you can have a golden generation if it's just each generation is insanely fucking good. Like, this one is just insanely fucking good, just, like, with Lampard and Skull. Like, all those people, it's, like, they're insanely fucking good then. It's insanely fucking good now. It was, it's been, it's been that. So I don't think it's necessarily a huge change to be, like, this is the one. This is the golden one. Like, I think, yeah, it might be, like, they have their best score of all time. Jude Bellingham looks like a generational star. They have these players that are at very high levels. So it may be one of their best. But I don't know if you can label something and the only reason i'm saying is because i just don't think you can label something as a golden generation if it's just continual it's been hey, top well level. okay so so then so then change it then is this better than the gerard scolzi lampard uh michael owen is it better than that generation because i think that's yeah. the that's i, the I think either yeah i mean at that point i think i say yes technically they're just like insane i think the premier league the amount of investment in there the academies in the prem just are turning out so many top top players now that and i think they're produce. cheaper too bro like fuck yeah definitely i definitely think so and from one golden generation dubbed to another golden generation with the the u.s men's national team with a huge rivalry game win versus oman here four to zero <laughs> uh Guys, can we take anything out of this game? Was there anything that stood out to you guys? Or is this just a friendly versus a, I think, 76th ranked team in the world? Mike, we'll start with you. If I had one takeaway from the game, it'd be, you know, Pepe is, he's on it right now. Super confident, finding the goal. And it looks like he's going to give Balogun a run for his money for that starting spot, as he should. I mean... It looked like it could have been his before Balogun, you know, nationality was declared as United States and cat tied. And now he's going to want it back. Similar in age, two years apart. Um, I'm here for it, dude. Hopefully they have a good relationship uh, in the locker room and it's not overly competitive, but it's just competitive enough that they get the best out of each other. Nick, Ballow or Pepe? And then let us know what you think about this big rivalry win. Look, my bias is going to show. I, I'm a Ballo guy, but he's, you know, part of our system, was part of our system. Wish him the best at Monaco. Um, so I'm a Ballo guy. I think he does more. I think he's more dynamic. I think Trace is right. Pepe is, like, at peak confidence right now. I think we're seeing the best Pepe that 
that we're gonna see. I don't see too much space for improvement on him. I think Ballo can become a little bit more ruthless because I think his runs are already insane. Um, and he like generates like a ton of power and finds himself in good positions. It's just gotta make sure like when you get the one chance, you finish the one chance. I think is Ballo's thing. Um, which is not a bad finisher. Is all I'm trying to say. But Pepe is is that guy right now. He's putting them away like as soon as he sees it. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a good problem to have. I. Honestly, I'd be starting Pepe right now if we had a fucking meaningful game tomorrow. And I think that Ballo is the perfect guy to bring off the bench for 25 minutes to fucking run at a back line while they're tired. So um, it's definitely a good thing to have. Um, the only other real takeaway um, is like, and I guess we'll save it for a conversation for later, but we can bring it up now. That Oman goalkeeper, world class, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, Arison had to beat him with a pinpoint free kick. <laughs> it was a quote-unquote <laughs> stunner of a free kick. Oh, man, Somebody call Messi. He might have some competition. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not taking too much away from the performance. They, I think it was a better-looking game than Uzbekistan. So Absolutely. About that. Going kind of larger picture here, for the window, a 3-0 win, a 4-0 win. Greg Berhalter making his, his second debut of sorts. I think personally one of the reasons Balogun did not look too hot was because of the system. Brendan Aronson, after the Uzbekistan game, after they were laying in crosses like none other, said that Greg Berhalter said that they should be putting in more crosses. Seems rather concerning that that's the way they want to go for it. And especially with Balogun up top, he is a combination run-in behind striker. He's not an aerial threat. So I think if that's the case, yeah, you might want to start Ricardo Pepe up front if you're just lobbing in 50 crosses a game because that suits him significantly more. But if you're not going to use Balogun, this insanely good scorer who has 20 goals in a season at a higher league than Pepe, what are you doing? You have a Ferrari and you're having it go out in the field and do, like, truck work for you. He is meant to combine, not drop in, be your 10, and then swing in 50 crosses to who? Timothy Weah, who's not great in the air? To Pulisic, who can flail his body at it and might lose a nut and score, but he's not going to be good in the air. I just think Berhalter has some issues with his system, what did you got? What do you guys think is the future of of Berhalter Ball here? Can he get them far in a, a Copa? And do you think he he makes it to the World Cup just off of stubbornness, or do you think at a certain point it's gonna hit the fan? Michael, I'll start with you again. Um, lot to digest there. I'll start with the Copa. I, it'll depend who we play. I mean, if we play some smaller South American teams, um, I think we can you know beat them. Um. But you play the big boys, Argentina, Brazil. I don't like us in either of those games. I don't like us against Uruguay. Uh, I don't Columbia, think most people do. <laughs> yeah, Colombia could be kind of a toss-up. Um, same with a few other countries. I'm not – I think these, um, these results were kind of flattering for us. Um, they're not very good teams. But Uzbekistan, two 90-plus-minute plus goals um, after not looking very threatening. I don't, yeah, it's the same old Greg Brohalter crossing the ball, crossing the ball, get burnt down the wings. Um, it's ugly. And we have 
when we have the guys we do at our disposal, Pulisic, when Reina's back, Malik Tillman, um, even Weston McKinney to a bit. And the McKinney center. Had a wonderful game versus Oman. Shout did. out to him. And he played well against Uzbekistan. They can pick passes, and we can be a little bit more creative in the third. Um, if we are going to cross the ball like that, and that's going to be our tactics, I think eventually it'll come down to guys like Reina and Pulisic who are a little better on the ball to determine a game. Uh, maybe I'm not going to go cross it this time. Maybe I'm going to cut in and do something. So eventually it's going to come down to the players if those are the tactics we're going to play. Look, I mean, we just talked about Southgate having his guys. Burhalter has his guys too. And mainly his guys are Pulisic and Wea. it feels like. And so he's trying to play through the wings as much as possible. He likes Pulisic out wide, even though I think he functions better for this team, this current uh, like roster uh, at the 10, because Gio's not there. Um, so he's going to play him out wide, and then he says, okay, you guys create, cross. He gets what he's saying, but the reason that he is playing like that is because he's shunning probably our most fucking technical player in Gio Reyna. And that, like, I get he's injured, but I, is anyone convinced that he would have been called up to this? Like, what, what the fuck? He, he definitely was not going to get called up, in my opinion. Um, they haven't fucking talked at all, and last time we saw the two of them was a shit show. So, um, do I think he makes it to the World Cup? Yes. Do I think they win anything? No. Um, do I think they can give Argentina a run for their money and then lose, uh, undoubtedly, like, I don't know, an 80th minute goal to go down? Yeah, that's exactly how I see it happening. And then there's going to be like, oh, we played Argentina well, so it's the right guy. When... And that's not the fucking case at all. Because, I mean, it may sound crazy, and maybe Argentina's a bad example because Messi's, like, the fucking great tiebreaker. But, um, like, dude, we have players that are, like, real. That are, like, real fucking players that can go out and make differences. And, and I mean, you look at that midfield. It's strong. It's powerful. You had Geo. It has a skill. Pulisic and Weir, dynamic on the wings. Um, and then our strikers are looking solid, you know? Our, our back line is probably our biggest weakness, but we even have players there too. So um, Maddie Turner in goal is, is a very solid international keeper in my opinion. So dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't dog. <laughs> dog. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think we win anything with Berhalter. I think he makes it through the world cup and I think we're going to waste uh, a really good moment in in this like federation's history, which fucking sucks. Yeah, I think so. I think, just looking at the roster, if you were to think how should this team play and not have a an idea preset of how you want to play, you would probably say a lot of combination down the center. You have a Alagon who's very good at combining and creating. You'd want him on the ball in the center. You have Geo, extremely technical and good with combining. Pulisic, and with Giroud and at AC Milan doing exactly that through the middle, a little link-up play where he can cut in has been extremely dynamic. You have way on one side who probably isn't that player, but then right behind him, like always almost on his ass, going up the field, you have Sergino Dest, which is quite literally the main thing he does. And it's just like when you have those players and you're not using any of their strengths, like if you look at the crossing of them, none of them are like particularly great crossers. And the only one that you would say is... Yeah, I think Wei would be the the one shout that'd be of 
a, a higher level crosser than just an, an average player. But unless McKenney is coming in with late runs, you don't really have anybody who's dominant in the air, I would say. Unless like, Pepe like is better than Ballo, but it's not. It's not like yeah, he's, he's, he's not like some physical beast. So it's just like, like yeah. it's an interesting one for sure. I also okay. think like it, it's so clear, like just like you said, like Death tucks in, Wea stays wide, Pulisic tucks in, and Jedi does the overlap. Like, how is this not what we're doing? <laughs> like every and then just have Pulisic Geo combined late runs and and fucking balls in behind to to Ballo. It feels it feels so simple that like, uh, but then you know Triple G. Triple G. Yeah, he wants to change the way people view American soccer, and maybe people had a positive mindset on them before this. It feels so like he's trying to be that. like a South American team, you know? Like, that's, like, South American teams like Uruguay, Colombia, Chile, play a lot with those crosses, play a lot, like, physical dominance, running up and down. Um, and we we have players to be different than that. I just think we've out-evolved that. I think maybe at the start of his tenure, when he had, like, a a Acosta still in there, when he had, like, a Jordan Morris, yeah, you just sprint down the side, try and cross it into a somebody like a, a Josie and see what happens. But now we have that technical ability that he has to adapt. And I mean, that's what he get, got called out for. There has been uh, rumors I'll say by one of Weston's friends tweeting out that somebody at the U S camp is very unhappy with the way he is being played in the system. Balogun was seen arguing with Burhalter as he came off in the Oman game. So he did not name names, but he has said that somebody is quite unhappy with the way that Berhalter is playing him. So you would you would probably assume that. So both strikers now potentially having some type of a grievance with good old Greggy. But any any Ballo, final thoughts? Any final grievances? Ballo's different gravy, so I think, uh, and especially after making such a big switch, I think he has every right to be upset at the way they're playing. Um, but you know, still rooting for the boys. Absolutely, go where you're appreciated. Some might say. That's right. But enough with the U.S. Enough of the ranting. Let's get into uh, the future here, where everything can be bright and, and nice. We'll go over to uh, one of my my favorite team, Manchester United, yeah. versus my my <laughs> other favorite. In Brighton, they have a big game here. Both teams are, are kind of needing this, and I know you can say that really for any game in the Prem, but you look at the table, Brighton, they kind of want to keep their hot start going. Manchester United, two wins, two losses. Uh, this is a big game. I think Eric Den Hag, especially with all the Jaden Sancho drama going on where he's now been dismissed from the first team, I don't think Ten Hag has a grasp on his team and Brighton on the opposite side to have Deserby and they're getting momentum. I think this could be a, uh, a bad moment for United here. I, I am worried about them going to this game. I think Brighton ends up winning this game. I don't think the locker room's there for Man U. And I think two wins, three losses through five games might, might the alarm bells be ringing. Mike, I'll uh, start with you here. If Brighton were to beat Manchester United here, where's your uh, where's your panic meter on Ten Hag with all these issues going on in the locker room and and poor results? Yeah, if Brighton comes and wins, or if they win big, uh, DEFCON five, 
like this is the nukes coming get to the shelter it's going to all hell dude like hide your kids hide your wife he's united. yeah i mean i don't think they will lose at old trafford i think they'll get a tie at worst maybe even sneak away with a win i mean they tend to do that play real poor and then play pretty poor and somehow still get a win so uh that's kind of what i expect out of them this week um right you know i don't know dude credit to them they're they're a great team to watch they play well um but i just think man you needs this win and i think they'll somehow get it yeah nick i think Previously with Manu, they almost always had some bit of a, a star. Even Bruno Fernandes for a couple of years was, you could rely on him to almost be their savior if they're, the rest of the team was kind of playing shit. Is there a guy like that this year for them? Or is that the reason why they are kind of not looking too hot? Listen, Bruno Fernandes got it's like a, just was set pieces. That's it. So ref gave Man U a foul. He always did it. Great no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. You watch the games. Uh, anyways, uh, do they have a star? Yeah, Rashford's that guy. Um, again, I, I was talking about it in the Arsenal uh, review from their game. But every time he touches the ball, I think I think opposition fans get scared, a little nervous, a little tight in the chest. He's a good player. Um, I kind of like Man U in this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Ten Hag is going to stink it up at home uh, because that's his new style of football, apparently. Um, I like Hoyland to start, and I like what I saw from him in his little cameo. And I've been talking about it for a while, dude. Brighton on transitions. They don't look hot. And that's literally the only way, man, you can score because they have fucking zero creativity, zero like being able to play the ball through the middle, zero ball progression aside from just fucking hoof it, and someone's down there. Run, um, Rashford, run. run, Rashford, run. Yeah, you can't fucking can't bomb it to the right because uh, Anthony's just going to spin in a circle and trip himself. Um, but, but that spin will look pretty damn sweet. And he ate there. Oh, right sure. I have also that. Oh, little little start for uh for Garnacha. Hopefully, is this is this the time? Listen, all things off the field aside, is this the side that we see Anthony drop out of the eleven for an extended period? Like even if he comes back from his allegations. Think so. I like that. I like that. But yeah, honestly, I like I like Man U in this game. It's either gonna be if Brighton doesn't score early, I think like let's say first 20 minutes, first 25 minutes, I think Man U wins this game late and it's gonna piss me the fuck off. But we also know there's a big decision that's gonna go in Man U's way from VAR at some point. So um gotta be ready for that if you're Brighton uh corruption at its finest but I, i'm not gonna lie i think i <laughs> the only way they lose this game in my opinion i think they at least draw the only way they lose is if ten hog all of a sudden tries to play real uh football again um and i just haven't seen that from him for a year so so i i like man U to win this game i think my main concern here is if you're looking at some stats here you see, GF, that does not mean girlfriend, it means goals for, and Brighton have a pretty large number there at 12. And if you look at the goals against for Manchester United, they have seven, which is the second highest you'll see on this top half of the table. That's not a great, very, very good math equation. If Dude, you're a they, Man United fan. Man U playing the terrorist look. football they play. <laughs> Man U's? Man U's defense has looked very bad against dribblers. And Mitama, 
I thought they actually played Wait, very well. Wait, I put the bet on that guy to score. He's got to play oh, against Juan this weekend. That's what I'm saying. I disagree. I respect Juan Bissaka as a defender to the highest degree. Uh, maybe not as a total footballer, but as a defender, he is up there. I just um, think the second he cut in. Dude, Juan Bissaka, I'm telling you, Martin played the hell of a game. We'll Either way, I think I think Man U actually, when they play their little terrorist football, they do defend really well. Um, I like them to score on a counter and, and pull out a one here. All right. From one Manchester team oh, to wait, another. Wait. I got some closing remarks here. Oh, you <laughs> said not so fast. Well, Cristiano? Was he right? Oh, was he right no. about Cristiano Man U? Right. <laughs> Have you seen what happened with Sancho, flowers. too? I think. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What do you mean Cristiano was right? What are you referring to? To the mindset of the club. To the players. Well, it's putting... not a fucking... It's not a football club anymore. It's just a money-making machine. It's been that yeah. way for a while. Is that, is, but that's a, is that not what Mike's saying with that? Getting but, to. But, about but Cristiano wasn't part of the, the solution. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo was the solution to me. He kept oh, them afloat. God. He made them look better than they he were. Was their, he was their leading scorer. Uh, yeah, he was their leading scorer, and they played worse football. <laughs> I don't know. Disrespected, dude. They essentially put him in a nursing home and – you know, all I know is we were we were in the MLS at 36. <laughs> He's also losing in fucking all right, all, right, all right, from one Manchester to another, we have Manchester City versus the Red Hot West Ham Hammers. Mike, take us away. Manchester City three, West Ham zero. Sorry, West Ham, <laughs> you've been playing good, but you're playing the big boys. And that's what happens when you play the big boys. Nick, do that's you have I any say opposing about thoughts? Are you a big West Ham fan here? Uh, Top four battle. Top four battle. <laughs> West Ham, Man City. Who would have thought that at the start of the season? Listen, I actually was pretty bullish about West Ham and being able to sneak a point here. It's Is it at West Ham, I'm pretty sure? I think it's at London, in yeah, London. It's in London, yeah. Um, I kind of like them to get a point. And then this morning... I saw the fucking announcement video for Kyle Walker, and there is no way these that bros are fucking losing, not losing after dropping the most fire Twitter video that's ever been seen. Palmer, it's in chat if you want to pull it up in a little bit, but oh my god, let's watch it. Even Pep's in the video. How about that? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Is it happening? I'm not leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! I mean, come on, there, there is no... I mean, I know Burnley was on fire with their with their transfer videos, but that's yeah. Shout out to that Burnley on there. The <laughs> that, that so I mean, good. I don't know. There's there's no way. I Walker scoring a brace uh, and Man City four <laughs> one. There's no way. That's a, that's a big result versus a top four battle here. I can't wait to see thirty six year old Kyle Walker in twenty twenty six. Still be out facing people though. Still getting faster. <laughs> Honestly, I can see I can see a Mikel Antonio counter attack with a goal against fucking who? Let me finish what I'm saying. Mikel Antonio counter attack goal 
to make it one to four. <laughs> but yeah, I think Man City will uh will bulldoze here. And Nick, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you here. But I want to I want you to be extra careful seeing seeing me and Mike here, two toffees. As you talk about lowly Arsenal versus the mighty toffees of Everton. Take it away. Give us the, the dream that Everton might might pull away with three points here. I think that's what you might be Listen, predicting. I have deep love for the both of you. Um and absolutely zero respect for your Everton fandom. <laughs> I, I I appreciate uh, Everton. I hope they do well. Um, I hope they stay up. I think they're like a staple of the league. Whether it's a good staple or bad, you know. That's fucked. <laughs> That's I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, listen, there is no. I mean. The gulf in talent, in even in form, and Arsenal's not even in that great a form right now, if we're being honest. But there is just, I mean, Everton should realistically have any chance in this game. Um, the only thing that worries me is just history. Uh, Palmer tweet in chat, but uh, Ever or Everton have not lost to Arsenal at Goodison since uh, since Papa Wang's back in uh, I think like 2015, 20, I don't know when it was. But he's the last ma- Arsenal manager to to get to go to Goodison and get a win. Um, feel pretty good that that changes this weekend. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I like our team. I like um, I like the form where our star players are in. I think you know Kai and we're reintegrating Zinni back into it, reintegrating Gabby back into it. You know they're a little bit behind, but I mean looking at Martin and Bukayo and Saliba and and the big boys, they they are firing and so dex i mean fucking rice is is our best player at the moment if i'm being honest so um yeah i i like this i like this game to go arsenal's way i think it's gonna be hard fought i'll take a 2-0 win um but maybe with like a late goal that kind of seals it late on a counter after everton's trying to push a little bit more um i don't see i don't see everton being able to create um, aside from a couple of long balls in the last 10 minutes when Arsenal kind of bring on five at the back and, and drop off trying to defend a lead. Um, yeah, I like I like Arsenal at this big time. Uh, my lineup for the game, I'll, I'll take Ramsdale. I'll take Saliba and Gabriel in the middle of the pitch. Uh, we'll go Zinni at left, uh, Ben White at right. Dex in the middle. Uh, give me – let's keep Kai in there, actually. I'm okay with Havertz starting this game. I'm okay with Odegaard. Um, and I want Gabby. I want Gabby back in the lineup. We'll go Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka. Um, no disrespect to Eddie, who's been awesome. I've changed my tune on him um, just in these past couple weeks. Um, and Kai, you know, I, I really like what Fabio Vieira is doing, but going up against fucking Onana and Dakure, I don't know if that's his uh, his moment, at least not at the start of the game. So um, I think Fabio deserves to start, but I think it might be a smarter move to start Kai. We'll go 2-0 to the Arsenal. That's not, that's not too bad. Mike, why don't you tell them, or maybe we flip that scoreline and, and make our rise <laughs> to the top of the table. Arnat Danjuma. Don't forget about the COVID. <laughs> Gets on a little bit of form right now. A few goals. One in the Parabao. One in the Prem. Come on, man. I think he's, he's going to find himself another goal. I think he could be our guy. Beto don't forget and about Beto. Arnat 
Danjuma up top, DCL somewhere in the uh, the old injury reserve. Um, I saw that Damari Gray and Alex Iwobi both departed uh, these past couple of weeks. Um, Iwobi was players. your only creator. Your so, only uh, yeah. creator. Yeah, we got a plethora of CDMs that we're still holding on to, but our attacking talent is going out the door. Uh, that's what I'd like to see as a fan. Uh, Sean Dyke <laughs> knows what he's doing. I'll if say he, uh, if, if he can really ball us back into the prem, I'm okay with Sean Dyke. You know, dude, you know what? This team is set up to play Greg Burrow at the ball. Greg is licking his lips at this job right now. Oh, yeah. he said, fuck is on the wings for Everton. Say that again. Who, who are the wingers for Everton right now? McNeil on the left. Who's on the right? Uh, we got Dwight Take McNeil. The the is there right, anyone dude? on the right? Uh, dude, I couldn't tell you. Who played on the right oh, last Garner. game? Garner. Who the fuck? <laughs> uh, Nick, we we don't have the we don't have the facilities for that right now, big man. We're starting to Corey at ten, lad. <laughs> Mates a six and eight at best. Listen, uh, I like I also like uh, Declan Rice, little man of the match performance again. Uh, Arsenal player of the month, by the way, for for August. What a fucking player. World class. Yep, we'll just have to see what happens, but um, not getting my hopes up, safe to say. I think it's hard to get your hopes up too much when Everton is involved. But <laughs> we go to the other the other team in the Mercy side as we run through some some score predictions here. Just give me a, a quick score prediction as I, I list off some of these other games around the, the table here. We're starting with Liverpool versus Wolves. Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, at Molyneux Stadium shouldn't make a difference. Give me, uh, Liverpool. They're fucking flying high, dude. Give me 3-1. All right, Mike. I'll go 6-1 Liverpool. (laughs) 6 wow. Yeah. He has them flying very They do it every season, you know? They got a few games every season where they just are the best team in the world, and they just don't stop scoring, and that's, that's this weekend. You know, that's not that's not too preposterous there. We move forward to Aston Villa and Crystal Palace here. Is there a, a chance for the Eagles to upset Villa? Would it even be an upset at this point? Mike, why don't you start us off this time? I like it. I think it's a good game. Um, I think like a 1-1 draw kind of deal. That's what I'm feeling. All right, Nick? Yeah, I think it's 1-1 for a while. But I think Villa breaks through. I'll give him a 3 1. Unai Emery Masterclass. Who scores the winner, Nick? Huh? Who scores the winner? Dude, this Musa Diaby kid, I'm telling you. He's not like a a Saka or a Salah kind of player where he's like an out and out winger, but like as that second striker and the pace he has, the timing he has. I, I didn't love the player for Arsenal. I think he fits what. When I was doing perfectly. He's been insane since the youth days. I used to watch him in uh when he was playing for France's youth team versus the US and he was cooking everybody in that tournament. We move forward to uh more Americans that I that I've watched. Mr. Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream at Fulham versus the gargantuan club Luton Town. Can they bring down a a giant like Luton Town? Nick, you want to start us off with if Fulham can make this upset? Uh, it will be debut. It will be debut goal. 
I think we'll say we'll say honestly, I haven't been super convinced by Fulham. We'll say Fulham one zero. One zero is that? Is that enough, Mike? No, I'm thinking two or three zero. Uh, Raul Jimenez finding his form with Mexico against the uh, mighty Uzbekistan. With a penalty, let's let's. He scored a break. Not win that game. <laughs> they didn't win either of their games this window. They drew Uzbekistan three <laughs> three. Dude, yeah, late gets enough off and going in the net, but he could put it in himself. Um, yeah, I like three zero <laughs> four. I haven't liked him all season, but Jesus. I like him against Luton. All right. <laughs> Speaking of goals, we go to my boy Ange. My boy Ange. He's got Sheffield. Notoriously a bit Flags more of a, just... a defensive stalwart. Flags just trying to piss me off. He's back in Spurs and Man U all year. Ange, <laughs> 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 I just, what a I just really, I really mess with that guy. He is, he is different gravy. I like him. I'm, uh, think, I'm the stupid. What am I pulling up here? Uh, it's gonna be Tottenham Sheffield. Tottenham Sheffield United oh, okay. here. Top left there. You don't know Ange quite like I do, Palmer, but he <laughs> yes. is a beautiful, beautiful man from Australia. That's my I do think Palmer would goals. be in on him. How many goals? <laughs> Is Sonny getting? And what's the final? I don't know if Sonny gets any, dude. He's kind of streaky, but I like Tottenham. Um, streaky? He's just going to hat trick. Yeah, that's a streak. Uh, I like it. 2 0 <laughs> Tottenham. Um, yeah, a streak of three in one game, right? Sheffield's got 9% chance to win. Everton had about twice the odds to beat Arsenal. So that I'm liking true. it even more now. I'm really liking it. <laughs> Hate to say it, but uh, 4-0 to the fucking cocksuckers over in, uh, over at the Lily Whites. Uh, I, I like Tottenham big. All right. Speaking of one team that you hate, to a team that everybody hates, Chelsea <laughs> versus Bournemouth. I don't think Tyler <laughs> Adams will be back, but Tyler Adams is nearing a return, and hopefully he can start helping out soon. Can Chelsea shit the bed one more time versus Bournemouth here? Nick, can they do it? Yes. Yes, Bournemouth is going to win this game. <laughs> I, feel, I feel honestly pretty fucking confident. <laughs> Nothing would this make feels, me happier. It feels like a, like a 1-0-2-1 with a late heartbreaker for Chelsea. <laughs> um, it's, it's not Bournemouth, too. Um, I... I mean, nothing out of Chelsea's inspiring confidence at the moment. And we talked about it last time. That's Mayo kid on Bournemouth. I like Bournemouth this year. So, uh, yeah, give me me Bournemouth 1-0. Fuck it. Mike, I don't think you can call that a disrespect to choose Bournemouth anymore, which might be disrespect (laughs) within itself. So (laughs) what are you thinking here? I like Bournemouth, too. I think Bournemouth goes up. And then I think uh, I think Enzo Fernandez gets a little upset that his team sucks so bad, and he nukes one in for about thirty yards to draw the game. So that's what I'm thinking. One one. I, I I think Chelsea get a win here. I think. Listen, Nico, has Enzo? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I think Nico Jackson slides on him. Oh, shut up. Uh, has Has Enzo become the most quickly overrated midfielder that like we've ever seen? Like. No. He is he is quality, but probably. I no. I came on here a couple weeks ago saying he's quality, but everywhere I turned, people were talking about him and it's like, oh, like uh Argent England has Bellingham and Argentina has Enzo. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That guy is 
He is not that level player. He's looking quality at Chelsea. And just think of all the talents they brought in and how they haven't looked that quality. So I think if you look at it, if you look at it through that lens, maybe he is different, different gravy. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Enzo's got a World Cup. Bellingham has a none. So okay. argument Shut over. Messy. Okay. <laughs> we'll close it out with uh, another extremely uh, wealthy club, Newcastle, playing first Brentford. Honestly, I think this will be a, a pretty good game here. Nick, what do you think? And do do Newcastle get their season back under back under control or? Does the slide continue and Brentford continue their march on? It's at St. James. It's, you know, Eddie Howe's had a couple weeks to, to reconvene with his brain trust. I like Newcastle here. Um, I think this gets them back on track. I don't actually look that good this game, uh, but I think they squeak out a win. Um, let's say 2-1. And um, I, think, I think just without Tony, Brentford doesn't have too much of a chance. Um, especially with with uh, the midfield that Newcastle has. So um, I don't see Brentford hitting on transition, which is kind of their game this season without Tony. Um, and, yeah, I like, I like Newcastle. I like Newcastle. Mike, tell me your This is the start, the, the, the start of the turnaround. Money bags versus money ball. Mm, I'm like in Newcastle to bounce back here. They need a win, and I think they'll get it. Uh, I don't think it's super close. I think it'd be about 2-0 Newcastle driving most of the game. I think Newcastle like, as well. I like Isak to find a goal at least once. God, I love that player. God, they need this result, especially going into Champions League on Tuesday. So they have, sure. they have big, big time uh, aspirations here. They could use some momentum. For sure. That was the last game of our preview. And now we're going to do a new segment. We are going to be choosing a World Eleven. Going position by position here, we can each throw out some names, but we will decide on one starter and one backup for the 11, and it's going to be our World 11, and we're going to start off with goalkeepers. Mike, why don't you make the first nomination here, and we can either accept it or we can, you know, give our own own spin on things here. Wait, wait, wait. What's the, uh, what what formation am I doing here? That works. 4 3 3 Yep. Okay. You guys want one pivot, two pivot? Doesn't matter. Let's go I don't think we need to get that into into depth. Do I get that? I don't think I get that. Hang on. I want. That's good. That's that should be good. What colors do I want? Let's go. Why don't you decide? Let's go that. a six. <laughs> a six, eight, ten. That one's good. That All one's right. good. That you good. guys want the no-brainer goalkeeper, or do you want one that's? No, not we obscure. definitely want the no-brainer goalkeeper right. here. It's awesome. Thibaut Courtois. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. Disagree. This, who are you nominating, Nico? I'm just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So no I think the debate block. then goes for the backup. We have Courtois in first. Who is second? Is it between Brazilian? Is it Allison Ederson? Is the debate here? Not for me. He likes her sake in this. I fuck. spell that right. Um, <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> he likes Sir Sagan. And I can I can kind of see where you're coming from because I think Mark. he Edison's more with the ball, Allison's more of a shot stopper. Sir Sagan feels like a happy medium. I, for my goalkeeper, I just prefer the elite shot stopper. So give me Allison. 
Um, I think he's the best shot stopper of everyone else remaining outside of Couture. I will second that. I will put in Allison Becker as our our backup. Like you've been outvoted on this one, but we'll give we'll give an honorable mention to Ter Stegen. I do think that's a a good shout. What's the most important thing about goalkeepers? Not conceding, right? Yes. Who conceded less than Ter Stegen this past season? Who keeps the ball more than Barcelona? Fucking no one. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the, the only stat. <laughs> I think David De Gea won the Golden Glove last year for clean sheets. So, yeah, and he's currently like what free agent? <laughs> he is a free agent. Also, that yeah. seems crazy. Somebody, somebody needs a goalie of his quality. Negative. That's more his decision than anyone else's. I think call. so. All right, we'll move to the right back position. I think this may be a, a bit of a cop out. And uh, producer P, that is a center back, not a right back. I will. We'll go ahead and mention. Hey, uh, shut the fuck up, guy. But do we cop out and say Kimmich is available, or are we stick, sticking with actual right backs? Dude, actual. he's an actual right back. What do you he mean? He's played there for Germany. years. Okay. Uh, I vote against Kimmich being included in this. Mike, what's your vote? I don't think he contends for the best right back, even if he is a right this back. Is... Oh, All my right. God. All right, so... Nick, why don't you give us what you think is the starter for the World Eleven right back? I think it's Joshua Kimmich. <laughs> you <laughs> fuck. I, I <laughs> too. So, uh, Mike, why don't you give us who you think Damn. the starter should be? It's the man who's not leaving, isn't it? It's Kyle no. Walker. Oh my! He's the best right back in the world. It's oh my now. god. Yeah, I think so. I think he's best oh, defensively. Man. He's a physical beast. You, you have seem a left winger. Quite perturbed by this. Who do you want? Listen, this might be this might be me getting hung up on world class again. This might be me getting up on on world class again. Maybe he. I just think the right back position is so shit. I think the only guy who sniffs world class is Joshua Kimmich there, but apparently I got fucking overruled. Um, I guess <laughs> if we had to choose one right back, I mean, what other names are we even thinking of? Cancelo, <laughs> like, how do you spell two games a can't year? Defend. Trent Alexander Arnold can't defend. Reese James can't play. Dumfries. <laughs> Dumfries is good. Like he's Regina a very Best. good player. I mean, yeah, listen, we can, we're just throwing out world class names, but honestly, I like Ben White better than all these guys, so that's my pick. That's okay. Well, <laughs> like, who are we thinking for the the backup? Are we thinking? I think Reese James, if he's healthy, is insanely good, but he has not been healthy for longer than a two-game stretch in about two years. There's so a name that we're not saying here um, that is a pretty no-brainer, I think. Why don't you say it, then? It, it's, it's Hakimi. Oh, shit, yeah. Hakimi's probably... I mean, he's not much of a defender. Is yeah, he not the same player as Cancelo? Defender, but he's is he not amazing. the same player as Cancelo? No, he's not the same player Cancelo at all. I don't think. Like different profiles, but neither of them defend. <laughs> like, I think Hakimi defends quite a I bit. Think, more I think I think it's Hakimi or Cancelo, and his physical attributes, you know, way into that. Nick, are we thinking Hakimi Cancelo? Which one are you going for? Uh, give me Hakimi then, I guess. All right, we're putting in Akraf Hakimi as our. We should have played without there. a right back. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Play an inverted well, uh, system. Ederson it right back. <laughs> All right. Moving to our center back positions. Whole lot of names here to get through. We have player two and three 
that we are choosing from here. Nick and Mike, both actually center backs, so this makes no real preference, but Nick is our, our Colombian center back. Who are you choosing as the first starter? Yeah, yep, that is what we need there. I think it's, uh, it's, it's Ruben Diaz, right? I think so. Uh, I think we'd all agree there. Yeah, I think, I think we can put him in there, right the Yeah. I think Ruben Diaz is definitely I would choose him as the right center back to start. Um and I like Saliba. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I like my boy. <laughs> uh Antonio Rudiger lags out once a game, so not him. Van Dyke's kind of on his last legs. Marquinhos is a decent shout. I think Saliba is a Rolls Royce. Uh, Thank you. I don't think he's world class yet. Bias on this. I think I think that Saliba to be at the age that he is, doing what he's doing, marshalling one of the best teams in the world. I I like William Saliba next to Ruben Diaz. I think Rudiger should be in in there. I, I Rudiger disagree. Marquinhos are the two that I would. No, I think Rudiger three years ago, maybe. I got a couple Rudiger other guys. Rudiger has been, has been good. No, brother. The two names I got going around are Virgil van Dyke. Uh, maybe recently we'd knock him off, but I still would want him in there. And my other guy is Ronald Araujo. I think he has a shot. No, he's a taller than oh, yeah. Martinez. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Should we be saying more Man City names? Should we be saying a John Stones, a Kanji? No. Okay, even? No. Gavardio? One Man City name who you could think of is Jasko Gavardio, but I no enough. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Jasko Gavardio. <laughs> For what? For getting cooked by Messi? Is that what we're doing? Come on. Yeah. Uh I I think the only other name that could be in here, and you might laugh, but if we're not giving it to Saliba. I kind of like Diago Silva better than the rest. Diago of Silva, baby, I put him on my list. I'll go for that all day. I don't. Th- I mean, he is the only class. reason Chelsea's been held together for like two years. Class. But there, if you put, I don't know. I'm good with Diago Silva. I think he is class, but I just don't think World Eleven. I don't think he should be in there. But listen, he's not the player he was anymore. But I, I yeah, I mean, I, I do think Van Dyke's better than him. All right, um, so do we want substitutes to center backs, or should we move to, to left back? Two's yeah, probably two. enough. Two's good, yeah. I'm All good right, with this. Let's yeah. move to left back, a.k.a. player four. Kind of slim pickings, I think, for, for left back here. I say He's better than right back. Nominate uh, a little Dio Hernandez and Alfonso Davies as my two. What are you guys thinking, Nick? I like Theo. I think he's the best in the world at the moment. Um, Theo Hernandez at being in Milan. Um, I won't go Davies. Give me. He hasn't been playing like incredible lately, though. But I'm always gonna love the Scott. I do like Andy Robertson quite a bit. Um, I think he is like the truest fullback that we have in world football right now. Like, like what a fullback is supposed to be up and down the pitch. Great crosser, great defender, like great awareness. Um, and just fucking fights, bro. Like he is a he's a warrior. If I was to go into war, I know he's not in the like the best form right now, but I'm picking Andy Robertson. Um, honestly, maybe even with Theo. Wow. I like all those shouts. I like Andy, Alfonso, Theo. Uh, but one we haven't talked about who I think I would put as my number one is David Alba. Plays more wow. centrally for Real Madrid, but left back a lot of the time at Bayern. 
and a little bit of Madrid and Austria. He plays everywhere, but that dude's the most complete footballer out of the name, out of that that bunch. I think dangerous precedence to be putting in inverted players on outside backs. Dude, for the right back, he, he doesn't the same have the thing. he doesn't have the pace, bro. Like, doesn't need it, dude. It's David Alba. Oh, he might. He might. <laughs> you wanted he to put Joshua Kim at your right back. We're talking about pace. He's definitely faster than Alba, first of all. Okay. And I mean, he's way he's way better, like awareness position wise. I think. I. If we're going best players, I'll put David Alba all day. I think he's better I don't than think, I don't think Alba. Fit, I just as we vetoed Kimmich not really being a right back, I don't think Alba's really a left back. He's more of a center back. So I, I would say we'd probably stick with an actual left back. I think Davies or Robertson are probably what I'm thinking. I don't love Davies. I'm good with either of those, whichever one it's you a guys toss want up. to decide. I'll take Robertson. Put Robertson. That's in good with me. All right, Andy oh, Robertson. Robertson is our our substitute. I absolutely love Andy Robertson. He's a phenomenal player. Him, He's a he warrior. Might, He's one of my favorite players in the world. If I'm being honest. Yep. I would wish right. him to come to Everton or Barcelona. <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen. Oh, not Andy. Or Robertson. the United States national team. You know what I like that though. <laughs> Andy. Anthony is also a Andy. <laughs> Robertson. There you go. I like that. There you go. Moving to the number six. I think the first player should be non disputed. Rodri. That's it. Zach one. That's yeah, Zach list. And then. Who? I. Rodri. I put like Joshua Rice Kimmich. Second? I put Joshua Kimmich here oh, I could, on my list. Yeah. Kimmich is probably second. Still about price at the oh. moment. And I like Kimmich uh, at the holding midfielder more than I do at right back. I think he just I disagree. gets more into the game. I disagree. I think uh, as our sole pivot, I don't love Kimmich like with transitions, especially because I feel like our next two midfielders are going to be pretty attacking. I like Declan, power, pace, everything you need. Um, he's coming for Rodri's spot. Uh, I think, like, quick. I think by the end of this year, we're going to talk about Declan as our number one spot. No. No, I think listen. We talk. I think let's say he doesn't get the move to Arsenal this summer, and he stays at West Ham. I think he still gets the number two spot here, right? Not for me. Okay, well, let's whatever. Kimmich, and then you go Declan, right? Casemiro. We heard about this guy. I'm doing Kimmich at the start. No, we're going. We're going Rodri. Rodri with the start. Nope. Nope. That's R O D R. Rodri. Rodri. Okay. Well, sure. That's what we're going with. <laughs> All right. And then substitute. I'm I'm fine with Rice. I'm fine with Rice. Declan yeah, Rice. That's fine with me. Yeah. I think he's he's been pretty good. He's but he's been the best player at Arsenal of a team that like was leading the league for eighty percent of the year last year. Like yeah, but you're saying last year he wasn't a part of that. He was on West Ham, who was almost relegated. So I know, I know. I'm saying since he's coming to the team, but he's been the best player for Arsenal. League, like, all right, let's go to our other uh, center mids. We can go with uh, maybe eights here, or do you guys just want to go with overall? Let's do one eight, one ten. One eight, one ten. One box to box, one attacking. All right, for the number eight, the less glamorous of the positions. What are we thinking here, Nick? You look like you're you're cooking something up over there. I think it's Jude, guys. I think it's fucking Jude. I love Frankie. Um, 
one of my favorite players to watch the way he glides with the ball. I love, I mean, Luca is still at the top of his game. Modric, uh, Gundogan had a hell of a year. I think it's, dude, I think it's fucking Jude. Like, I think a week ago we were talking shit about like world class players. He might be there. Like, I know the track record isn't long, but fuck, dude, he is nasty. He is scoring game winners for fun. Um, and any team he steps into, he looks like the best player in the team. I like, I like Jude, and I, I'm of like my list of like eight or nine world class players. I think he's on there. Yeah, I think so. I think if you look at the top teams, it's Real Madrid and Man City, and you're looking at their midfields, and Jude definitely. I mean, he already is starting for Real Madrid, but he steps into Man City as well easily. Dude, I think he, like, whatever World Eleven we end up picking, I think he runs the team. Like, I think he's that fucking good. <laughs> like, he's nasty. Yeah, I think Bellingham, Bellingham won. I think we're, we're starting on two. I'm not mad about putting Bellingham here. Uh, I would think about putting him at the 10 as well. Um, yeah, but I think you can clear up space for the rest of the 11 by putting him here. The names I was thinking for eight, Frankie Young. As Nick said, uh, I think yeah. Frankie might be second. Yeah, you could play pivot. You could play eight. He's fucking total footballer. Um, Luca Modric, and I had Bernardo Silva also on that list. Is he an eight though? Yeah, he he's plays eight. That's even more of a stretch than Bellingham. I feel like no, less of a stretch. Bernardo no, 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 plays no, no, deeper no, 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 than, no, than Bellingham. No, 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 no. Maybe Jude. this year, but yeah, if we're talking about profile of players, Jude's an eight. Like he plays the talent elite, but I think he's a true eight. I think Bernardo is a true ten, maybe a true seven, like a right winger as well. Like I, he, he does very well in that Man City system in that area. I like the young. Or is is Pedri an eight? Can we say Pedri? Yeah, I don't think Pedri is an eight. Not second in I, the world. I don't rate him is that high not? quite yet. He's definitely not. Really? I think Frankie. Dude, I have a high fucking opinion of Pedri. I love Pedri and Gavi, but I, I think Gundogan could yet. possibly be the second best. He's been in top top form, but I don't know. Yeah. I think I might yeah. still choose De Young. But <laughs> what are we thinking? Like final say? You know what, Nick? Final say? I say Frankie. Let's put Frankie in there. Frankie. Right, let's put Frankie De Young in as a substitute role there. And then we move forward to a, a glamour position. Player number seven over here. Also lovingly called V10 position. Uh, KDB, right? Number one. Well, hold your horses here. <laughs> so KDB is there, yeah. Right. But this is where I want to put Messi. Shut up. <laughs> this is where I put Messi, dude. This is where Just Messi stop goes. fucking talking, brother. This is where He's Messi trying to goes. make... He's, He's trying to make space for Dembele, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Dembele. But this is where Messi goes. Well, I think he's a right wing, no? No. Nope, he's not. Dude, yes. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely, okay, you're outvoted by me and Nick already, so let's get that off the table. We have KDB1, correct? Dude, why Messi? There's no way. That's is Odegaard fair. second? Is Odegaard the second best cam in the world? Honestly, honestly... No. I think he's the third. I like Musiala second. I think he's Musiala's for real. Good, good call. Um, but he is really young. I mean, it's just that when I've seen him play, I think he does more things than Martin does. Um, I'd, I'd put Odegaard three. Um, but I feel like we're I, forgetting people. I feel like... Dude, the 10 position's kind of dying. 
Honestly, give me Prime Ozil. Fuck it. <laughs> Just someone write 2016 Ozil. <laughs> okay, give me Maradona. Uh, right, I think my vote would be for, for Odegaard of, of the people I can think of right now. I'll take Odegaard second, sure. All right. Substitute will be Odegaard. I'm sure uh, if Palmer had that's easy time put... spelling Andy Robertson, that's why we put Odegaard in Oh, oh shit. I'm quick like Damn, that, bro. I was talking shit, and there he goes. There he is. Right. Now we'll go to uh, the right wing, player 10. And I think this is where you get Messi as number one. Clearly. Is that is yeah. that a consensus, or is that am I? If we're yep. putting him nope. there, yeah. It's got to be. Okay, Messi. yeah. So Messi there. Who? This is where I think we might get into a bit of debates. Who is the second best right wing in the world right now? Is it Salah? Salah? Yeah. I think so. I thought we'd yeah. have a bit more of an argument from you, Mr. Mr. Arsenal. Oh, I love Saka. I think Saka's going to be a better player than Salah. Um, I think at the end of the career, I like Saka's career better than Salah's, believe it or not, because Salah's had a great career. And I think he does more for the team, I think, that. But, uh, but I mean, to be doing it this long, this consistently, and still looking the way he does, I think it'd be a bit disrespectful of me to say to say Saka. Um if I had to choose a player for Arsenal, obviously I'm taking Saka, but um, I think Salah Salah's the guy. Yeah, I think Salah's him. I agree. It's him. There's a reason he has an over $200 million offer from, from Saudi Arabia for him. Yeah, but Saudi will offer that for That's him. Thomas Party. That's him. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I they feel like this is the other obvious one on the other wing, the left wing. For me, Mbappe... Yeah, you have to put him there. I think second yeah. one is is Neymar. I think you make a. I think Neymar is still that guy. Yeah. I think still we put him just... here on the left because of the names that we have up top. So we want to get Mbappe. He needs to be in the team. Let's put him over here on the left. I like Vinny at the second spot. I'm going. But if you if you watch Brazil, I like the Neymar over still Vinny. Neymar. He's even though Neymar may not have like the still at Real Madrid or anything, but if you put Neymar at Real Madrid, I think he would be more the star, performing better, higher quality than Vinicius. Neymar's a better player. I think, I think he's better. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm looking too much at this 11, but I think we need a fucking gunman, bro, out of that left wing. If Messi's coming in creating, we need a fucking... We don't need but the this is this is left. just based off who they are. It's not... I like, dude... Now you're seeing the vision. This is why Messi goes at the 10. No, he doesn't, because if we do that uh, vision, then that midfield shit, brother. <laughs> we got Rodri. That's all we need. All right, my vote's Neymar. Nick, what's your vote? I go Vinny. All right. Mike, you are the decider. We're going with Neymar. Let's on, go. Baby. We have Neymar in as the sub. Neymarcito. Electric. Mike must not be a fucking fan of Neymar. He's not on his list. Be a shame. There you if, go, uh... Vinny. Pa Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Be a shame right. if he left. We have one position left, and this one, I I hope you guys have some. Okay. Oh wow, that's an interesting spelling there. Uh, I hope you guys have the same opinion. Me, I'm gonna say my Norwegian brother, even though I'm not Norwegian, <laughs> Erling Holland, and my Nigerian brother, even though I'm not Nigerian. Victor Osiman. Oh. oh, I go Holland Kane. I go Kane I Holland. 
You go Kane Holland. Oh my. Kane's clear. <laughs> Kane's clear. I think producer P is making the executive decision on Holland being number one. I mean, one. all three I, of you I said Holland, so. Yeah, I'm going Kane. Holland is one. I go Kane. Kane I think Kane does more, but Holland does what he does better than anything that Kane does. I think if you're talking about a world 11 and one of them is one or two in Ballon d'Or and the other one is not, you choose the one that's going to get first or second in Ballon d'Or. I don't okay, put can any we... fucking credit for Ballon d'Or. It's a popularity contest. You know that. And if Messi wins, anything. what do you saying? He won the treble. Yeah. And he was the highest scorer in the same league as Kane. Yeah. Kane would fucking fit in the city like a glove, too. Let's not get ourselves here. That's, I think it's just disrespect to Holland. Look, no, it's disrespect to Kane. Look what Kane did that shit Tottenham for years. Oh, yeah, he won nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. Got it. He scored got got it loads of goals. He made them that. a better team than they should have been. I mean, I, I think... I think Kane Holland is very fine, good, but, but Holland... I think Kane is clear. Burns is better this year than last year. <laughs> okay, here's what, here's what we actually need to figure out. How many of these players are actually world-class? I, I pick... Putting Kane Six. as a substitute there, Palmer, and then we can debate. At the, at the moment, I think Holland, Kane. To the K, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at me go, soccer guru. Is Lewandowski still world class, you guys think? Mm. I, don't know I, have, I have 10 of these. I'd say yeah. I have 10 of these players. But if we're going strict world class? I don't think world class has to necessarily do with form. Yeah, yeah I, no, agree. I agree. Because I, I still have... put Modric as world class. I wouldn't. I think he's a world class player. You would you wouldn't call him a world class player? I think I, I do think I do think he's dropped off a little bit from where he was. I don't think he's world class anymore. Um I like I like all six of the of the front three as world class. I like Diaz, Roger, and Courtois as world class. And well, I think if and if we're saying these are the best eleven in the world. I don't think Kyle Walker or Theo Hernandez are world class. I don't think Thiago Silva is world class. I don't think. I do think I think if you are the best in the world at your position, you are world class. And I think think wasn't that like the point of this? A Korean Benzema or Robert Lewandowski are still world class too. I think. I disagree. World class players. Nope. Disagree. I know what you're saying, but when you look at the history of like outside backs, then there's only like a handful of world class. Fullbacks. Why is ever. that? Why is that? Why is that such a bad thing? But it's, it's world class. It's the best in the world. If you're saying all timers, are they all timers? Then no. Are but they Roberto Carlos? Are they Cafu? No. It means you're the, the best now. class of the world, and this is that's exactly what this is. Is the best in the world. I don't. Maybe think my definition Hernandez is world class. My no. definition might be fucked. It's just a, a like. Hey, Webster, give us your definition. What are you basing off? It's a it's a bad one, bro. But listen, just like a a clear cut level above everyone else. This is exactly what you do. Not at your position. Of a person, thing, or activity of or among the best in the world. Would Congratulations, Hernandez, not be of (laughs) or among the best in the world at being. Hold up, though, legs. Huh? Of or among the best in the world. I interpret that to mean just players in general. I don't think yeah, that doesn't that mean position, right back, bro. Right back, you know, 
There's other to, players because, in the world who are better who just play it. Let's say position. let's say I'm the there's only ten teachers left in the world and I happen to be the best of them. Doesn't mean I'm fucking world class. That just means I'm the best of what we got. I, there are but that does mean you're like, world class. If there's only no. one teacher in the world and you're the only teacher, you are by definition of or among the best at that thing. Okay, well, you and your fucking dictionary then can go suck your own dick and it's enjoy the class that. Of the world. What I'm it's trying what the to level of the world is at. Okay, I don't. I'm not giving a fuck about the level of the world. I'm gonna uh, like. I'm caring about the level of the player, and I think it's like different gravy. But and not, I don't. We're not talking all time here. We're not comparing. I'm it to, not saying all time, brother. We're comparing to the I'm world, saying, you are so caught up on this word, the world, <laughs> that you're not so, so Nick, understanding Nick, the, the Would term. you say that some positions just don't bring about world-class players? No, there's world-class players throughout history at every single position. Is there less at certain I, positions? Yeah, sure. Well, but as in argument. right now, right now, there's some what? positions that don't have any world-class players in them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I get your argument with that. But I think if you're talking about these players at these positions, you have to say world class. I have a more loose definition, but I do understand what you are you are getting at. That so, left backs are going to be a lot harder to be world class at than a striker or a winger or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm then saying that regardless, saying. Of, regardless of position, there are players that are cut above the rest. And I think that it it shouldn't matter that just because you're the best left back in the world, that doesn't make you a world-class player, I in agree. my opinion. I'll give you an example here, Flags. So when Danny Alves was playing, especially in his prime, Danny Alves was a world-class player who just happened to play right back. Exactly. Kyle Walker is not a world-class player. He might be the best right back, but that does not make him a world-class player. Yeah, we all have different definitions. Well, well you've been outvoted, bitch. So shit. Yeah, so I guess I need to change my opinion off of uh, yeah. being voted. Nick and I are more Merriam-Webster. You're a little bit more urban. So we'll go. With that. <laughs> urban Dictionary type shit. I, you know. Uh, yeah, you hear now, that, ladies? He's got some urban dick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Continuing this weird turn by by Nico, <laughs> we have a uh, a special question that we promised at the start of the show. From producer P, you may hate him already from his comments and spelling, but now he's going <laughs> to say a question that might make you hate him more because he has promised it is weird. Oh, Bart, boys. Hit us, hit us with your best shot here. All right, boys. So I was trying to think of a question I could ask y'all that would bring about more than just soccer, more than just football, right? It would encompass a lot of different things, maybe some pop culture, you know, any anything I could get to, to broaden our horizons, all right? So, with a gun to your head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> would you suck <laughs> Would you rather defend a free kick from prime Lionel Messi? Or challenge prime Shaquille O'Neal to a three-point contest. Wait, what oh, the fuck? Shit. Why would you not challenge Shaquille O'Neal to a three-point contest? No, that no. Seems so much easier. Listen, but I have some stats before before we go here. Wait, what? 
Am I the goalkeeper? You're the goalkeeper. Oh, 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 got it. Got it. Yeah, I yeah. You're... Like, do I just stand in a wall? I don't. No, no, no. You're the goalkeeper. Yeah. Wait, defending Lionel Messi's not, shot. Would you not beat Lionel Messi, or do you not just immediately lose to Lionel Messi if he's taking a free kick, and you would win a three-point shooting contest for a Shaq? He's a terrible three-point shooter. But so winning a three-point contest for a Shaq flex. <laughs> so I've decided I like that than stopping a Lionel Messi free kick. It's not a PK. It's a free kick from outside the 18. And you do have a team of somewhat dependable people to make a wall. Now, Lionel Messi's career uh, free kick percentage is roughly 9%. While Shaquille O'Neal's three-point <laughs> three percentage is roughly 4.5%. <laughs> Dude, I'm, yeah, I like my odds against Shaquille a little bit better. <laughs> Are we shooting oh, against God, Shaquille, or is it one shot? For it's, like, it's like what they do for the All-Star event. Okay, three points. Okay, but it's only one shot for Messi, so if he misses, I win? Um, yes, however, if he hits... Uh, one of the cro- either the crossbar or one of the two pole, uh, posts, then he gets an, a redo. Oh, no, <laughs> I decided that would be more fun. <laughs> and also, if you tie Shaq, you have to redo it as well. I... So it's like, can you make three threes within 60 <laughs> seconds? Or do you trust Lionel Messi with all the pressure on him in the world to miss a free kick when he's nailed in every free kick? Yeah. Recently, well, I get. Can I have a can I have a wall of NBA players? Um, sure, you, you can. Wall. You can have uh, Shaquille O'Neal's Lakers on your on as your wall. Oh, dude, I'm taking the Messi. <laughs> <free kick. laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't you know. just that's that's half the goal taken away. But Messi's gonna know. Well, they can't stand in the goal. Just has to get it on frame. No, yeah. no, no. What I'm like, you just you shift the wall so much to one side that. Shooting like curving a ball over Shaq is pretty fucking hard. <laughs> like, like to get t- that much... Shaq's team. Okay, let's go with just normal people, so we're not skewing. No, the no, 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 no. There's normal a, people with Shaq. Easily. I need a, I need a good fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> you have like you, have, you have this world eleven. You have Ruben Diaz, Thiago Silva, Rodri, Erling Haaland. They're not tall enough. So who are you taking? No, then I'll do the Shaq one. All right. Can I sub on Kane? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe Dex Ruben Diaz. I think it's with Messi. You're just if Messi fucks up, and I'd rather it be in my own hands. Of if I don't beat Shaq in a three point contest, I don't deserve to live. So it's like whatever. <laughs> Again, Messi Messi's me, Messi's like, conversion rate is only nine percent. Okay, but Shaq's is even worse. Yes, yeah, Shaq's is worse. Yeah, but he's got like... And I get to go against him. He's got like yeah, 30 balls to work with. I have to make three-pointers at a higher rate than 4% versus Dude, honestly, Messi think... being the best free-kick taker of all time taking a free-kick on me. He's not the best of all time. But I think I think, uh, I think I win just based on conditioning alone. Do we think Shaquille like, can make it to all prime, five of the racks? Prime Shaquille, prime Shaquille. I, I have that advantage on him. Prime Shaquille. Like 60 seconds? Prime Shaquille is still not on there. <laughs> Actually, dude, he moved different. This probably might be. All right. <laughs> I shot the decisions. Recently. 
I shot basketball recently. I was really bad. Um, I think if you put me in a three-point contest, dude, I might not make a shot. Really could, could, yeah, when's the last time it. any of y'all shot a basketball, bro? It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this is fair. I think you're right. I might not get it. I might not make <laughs> it. Years ago. But do we get a warm-up time? I'll uh, my misery. No, we don't get warm no, up. You have a gun to your head, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, they're not gonna be like they're setting up a three point contest with Shaq. They can't give me a warm up. <laughs> Wait, so whoever has the gun to my head is he also in goal with me? Like just as an obstacle? Uh, no, sure. Net. Yeah, he'll be part of the wall. He's, st- he's sticking his arm through the net at the back. <laughs> I've watched. I'll take Shaq. Play. Okay. All right, know Messi's final playing. answers. Let's go around the horn. Nick. I'll take Shaq. All right, Mike. I'll retire, Messi. Oh, right, shit. I'm, I'm taking Shaq in a three-point contest. Palmer. I think I think I got to go Messi. I don't think I can make three threes, and I think Shaq could. Palmer, I've know. seen you move laterally. There's no way you stop a <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Whoa. hoping he misses, bro. <laughs> That's our IM goalkeeper. Yeah. Or backup goalkeeper. Backup goalkeeper, bro, with fucking... Uh, Jack's old gloves. What a time. (laughs) And what a pod here, guys. We have uh, touched on quite a bit. Talked a whole lot about world class and a whole lot of shit. We will be doing this pod each Thursday. So click the subscribe, hit the like on our YouTube here, and uh, be on the lookout for us to join Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And... uh, we will see you guys next week. To our fans, oh, boy, I want to leave you with one question. We already signed off, Mike. <laughs> you see this 11, and the manager's Greg Berlhalter. <laughs> Are they world-class anymore? I think that's a no. Think about it. We'll be back next week. Think about it. Good night. <laughs>